National Alerts Plus members, this is Chris Versace, and once again, Bob Lang and I are taking you behind the scenes in our monthly and weekly and daily conversations that we, that we have, where we're talking about what we see ahead for the market, the economy, and AAP holdings in the portfolio as well. So with that, Bob, let's, uh, let's kick it off. Actually, before we do, I have to ask you a question, Bob. How are the Red Sox? I, I know... I know they're like, I mean, just just to say, uh, you know, horrible, it would probably be an understatement, but they are in last place. But yet you sucked it up and went to the game anyway. Did you at least have a good time? Oh, I had a great time. So <clears throat> I went with our um, one of our colleagues at uh, thestreet.com, Todd Campbell, who writes uh, Street Smarts. And, oh, excellent. Uh, He's excellent. He's great. He, he, he lives in New Hampshire, so he, he drove down um, and we had a couple of drinks, had some lunch and, and watched the game and talked for a little while and said, just had a great time. And then uh, the Sox won. They beat uh, the last place Sox, beat the last place Royals. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, but, but it was still it was still a fun day. It was a it was a beautiful, beautiful weather out there. And oh, by the way, Chris, don't, uh, don't forget Thursday's big day, right? It uh, it falls in the air, right? It's the first day of fall on Thursday this coming week. So I uh, that might be the case up in New England, Bob. Down here, just outside of Washington, uh, I think we're due for mid 80s temperatures uh, Wednesday, Thursday. So congratulations. Yeah, we're getting we're 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 getting into the 60s, and even overnight it'll be in the 40s. So uh, you know, I, I I I prefer the cooler weather rather than the heat, which was what we had last month. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, well. We'll see. Hopefully, we'll see it get a little bit cooler uh, uh, over the next couple months. So, Bob, as an investor and with our position in XLE in the portfolio, it's music to my ears because whether it's hot or cold, the air conditioning, the heat goes on. Either way, it means you're turning up that thermostat and you're just jacking your bill. So, right. you know. Um, but anyway, anyway, all, all kidding aside, I'm glad you had a good weekend. I had a good weekend too. Um, we have a very, very big week ahead for the market. Very, very, I think we could say everybody knows what we're talking about as we kick the week off. Obviously, it's the Fed meeting, what they're going to do. Are they going to go 75 basis points? Are they going to go bigger than that? But I think you know a lot of people are starting to wrap their head around the notion, Bob, that not only could they go bigger, they're going to go bigger longer than before. Um, there, there was a report that we had out um, in our morning comments, sorry, report that we mentioned where they're saying now that the uh, Fed funds could be above 4% all the way into 2024. And, and what, what's key there to me is above 4%. Doesn't say how far above 4%. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I know in our conversations, you know, you've been thinking that the Fed is going to have to go bigger, longer for a while, uh, easily going past four percent. And I and I think I saw over the weekend that expectations for uh, the September meeting have moved up. Obviously, still seventy five, but that twenty percent's come up a little bit. But what's more interesting to me is that the November December meetings have also seen some movement. November's looking at fifty. Uh, December was 25. Now that's looking more like 50. We're, we're going to clear 4% before the end of the year. That's right. And actually, <clears throat> if you look at um, November now, Chris, it's, it's actually leaped up to a very high percentage chance of 75. So if we if we do a 75 this week, that brings our funds rate up to three, 375 in November, and then another 50 in December. So we're, yeah, you're like, you're, you say you're right, over 4%. By the end of the year and then let's talk about 2023 for a minute there are also at least another 75 basis points of rate hikes baked in to the next 
to the following three meetings. So even if they go 25 and 25 and 25. Um, and, and also, um, you know, so so let's just talk about rate hikes in, in, in general for a minute. And how does it um, really uh, affect the economy? And it, it, let's, let's, let's understand that there's a huge lag period uh, between when the Fed makes a move and before it gets felt into the economy. And, you know, uh, uh, papers have been written by economists and so forth, and they kind of generally say about six to eight months of time mm -hmm. That's before, right. before they're felt. So let's go back to the first rate hike, which was in March, 25 basis points. That, you know, maybe not be felt into the economy until maybe around October. So we're, it's not really not basically in the economy. And we've had, you know, several other larger rate hikes and then more expected to come in. So we, you know, the economy really won't feel the effects of, of the larger rate hikes till January, February, March of next year. Um, so, you know, this this kind of leads into my 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 idea that the projections that we're going to see on Wednesday uh, for GDP are probably going to be downgraded um, quite significantly than what than what they were um, in back just back in June. Yeah, no, I I think that's 100% correct. Uh, you know, I saw over the weekend or late, late last week, I think Goldman reiterated its GDP forecast for this year of the big goose egg that's 0%. Uh, no surprise, given what we've seen in the first half of the year with official GDP numbers and you know what we've seen of late um, quarter to date in terms of economic data. But they also started to lower their expectation for GDP next year. And I, I and I hear what you're saying. And I, I just sit there and, and I think, wow, if all this is going to really start to pile on in the fourth quarter, meaning the, the effect of the interest rate hikes, and we'll see more of that in the first half of the year, again, given the timing that you talked about, do, do we think that there's a greater chance of a recession in the first half of the year now? In 2023? 2023. Yeah. I, listen, you know what? I would not be surprised to see negative zero to negative growth in the back half of 22 leading into 23. Now, now let me ask you something. This. Let me ask you a mm -hmm. question, Chris. So th there's been a lot of talk saying the first half of 22, mm -hmm. which were negative GDP figures in the, mm -hmm. in the first quarter. Oh, that wasn't a recession because the job <laughs> was too strong. So, I mean, you know, if it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand why, why people are, are so scared and afraid to label it what it is. Well, the, the I GDP think was I, negative I, in the first half of I, the year. That's a recession. Right, right. You want so, to so, so the vast majority of people, myself like you, are like, oh, two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth, classic sign of a recession. But we're also not politicians running for office, and we're not in the Fed where we're trying to you know, quash inflation and have to remain a cheerleader for the economy. Right. So it, it's a little bit of talking out of both sides. Right. Because they had their other interests, other agenda items to be had. You and I can just call it for what it is. That's the beauty of what we do. Right. That's right. Yeah. So. So with that said, I, I just want to share a, a, a thought. Um, you and I have talked about this a little bit. We've shared a little bit with this with members uh, really early last week, but I really want to zero in on it now. Um, Given the, the likelihood of a slowing economy even further in 2023, I just sit there and I look at these earnings expectations, not, not just for the second half of the year, but for 2023. So like the S&P 500 is up 7.7%. If we go into a recession or we see further pronounced slowing in the economy, I really don't see how that's going to happen. I mean, you, you, can talk, you, you, you can talk buyback support all you want, but that's, that's, th those help cushion the downside in earnings they don't necessarily grow earnings to that degree. 
Yeah, and so I think at that point in time, you're going to see a lot of analysts start taking out their scalpel to their uh, estimates and start slashing um, their estimates uh, like crazy. But you know, a lot of that happens towards the towards the end or right before um, earnings come out. So you might see a lot of those slashing of earnings estimates, maybe quietly done um, three to four months before, but probably a month before earnings come out, you'll see a lot a, a lot a little bit more uh, verbal and vocal. Uh, analysts come out and say, you know, look, they're not going to make it this year, and so we're going to we're going to we're going to slash. I was just looking at a name that we have in the portfolio, which we recently cut some off, is uh, Microsoft, which um, mm-hmm. actually, uh, Chris, in- interestingly enough, that this stock undercut the um, June lows this morning, um, low two forty one. So we're we haven't really yet seen some of the big names that we've had that we've that we we have out there, not just in our portfolio but elsewhere. Um, that have undercut that uh, that June low, but Microsoft being the, the first first big one to to do that. Um, well, keep in mind too that they were the one one of the ones back in the end of the second quarter that warned early on the impact of the dollar, and we've seen the dollar strength continue. So I, I continue to think, that, as we wrote in the note when we trimmed that and Google back, that there is some downside to be had, uh, probably in earnings expectations for the second half of the year. But let me let let, let me just finish that thought on 2023, Bob. So. You know, if we're unsure that the S&P is going to deliver, you know, 7.7% growth, according to FactSet data in 2023, when we push back and we look at some of the other growth expectations, we really have to challenge them, given what's going on. And, and, and the beautiful thing is, we don't have to wait like the sell side to make a decision, right? So we know that from really about September, October on, the market tends to shift to focusing on 2023 expectations, because 2022 is pretty much over. Right. Even though companies don't give formal guidance until, you know, sometimes January, early February, depending on when they report the fourth quarter. But we can sit back and say, geez, is there what's the upside potential to be had in those 2023 numbers or like we are now? What's the downside risk? And when I look at a company like Morgan Stanley, consensus expectations, 17 percent earnings growth. Now. We know that the. um Excuse me. The IPO market has been, you know, horrible this year. Simply horrible. Um, do we see any signs of it coming back? Given what we're seeing in the economy, risk of a recession? Probably not. Probably not. And, and then also, you, you take a look at. Um, I want to. I want to. I'm going to look at another company as well too, Chris. You're, you're right on Morgan Stanley. But when I look at a company like FedEx, mm-hmm. who is going to report their earnings this week, but they pre-announced last week, and and I, you look at what they said. What did they say? They said obviously they're missing on the revenue. They missed on. They're going to miss on the bottom line. They and they remove their guidance for next year. Yep, so so this right. is a this is a thing that we're going to see a lot of uh, a problem when uh, where the people are going to the, these uh, companies are going to start using the V word, visibility. Right? They're going to lack. <laughs> they have no right. visibility into the next quarter or the next year. So they remove their guidance. So I think that that uh, tends to happen in an environment like we're in right now. When a company really has no idea of what their business is going to be like because of the uncertainties that are presented from a higher interest rate environment and a weakening economy, and perhaps um, you know the, what the what the Fed is looking for is for uh, unemployment to rise, and that that's what they see. That in fact, if we do get some rise in unemployment um, and the wages start um, cooling down a little bit, you know that 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 could be a a a, a place where the Fed could start to think about things. But as, as until then, it's not going to happen. So I think what you're saying is uh, Fed Chair Powell has cracked open the Volcker playbook and he will not be done until he's done. 
That's that's right. And uh, what did uh, what what did our good friend uh, Orson Welles say? They will sell no wine before it's time. He won't be done until it's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that really wasn't the best wine. I'm just going to go on record saying that. Um, <laughs> Now let's let's switch gears, Bob, because late last week we broke the three thousand nine hundred level on the S and P five hundred. You you have been signaling this for some time as a critical level of support. Um, other people have kind of piled on to that notion as well. Um, where do we see support for the market, or we don't yet? Are 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 we likely to retest those June lows, despite what other people have said to say about that? Yeah, I'm I'm afraid that I think you know far as far as my work and looking at the charts, I think there's. There's definitely a, a strong possibility of that of that happening, and 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 you know if anything, I mean, if you look at sentiment, there's a lot of uh, disbelief that that those uh, that those lows could be um, challenged again. And you know if if I if 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 I um, you know, have my technical hat on and I look at um, I look at the markets and I say, well, when a low is made, it has to come back and be retested. Well, we never came back and retested that level um, in, in the following month or two uh, anyway. So it's been three months since that uh, that low was was made. If we don't come back here and retest that level and see if it's quote unquote okay for buyers to step in there, you know, it, it's really just sitting out there and 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 it's going to get tagged in, in, at a point in time when people aren't expecting it, right? So I think there's right now there's a lot of people who are who are, who are in that camp of oh yeah we're gonna go we're gonna hit that low and go lower and a lot of other people saying that no, um, sorry it's just not gonna happen. So. Um, there are people in, on both sides of the of, of the camp over here, but I the technicals kind of tell me that, you know, I don't even think that that low is going to hold, and I think there's going to be um, lower levels to uh, to to challenge. Pre-COVID highs, 33.93, Chris, on the S&P 500, and then um, so that would be another what um, from here about 15% uh, lower, roughly, and then maybe even lower than that, about 3,200. That probably could be an area that uh, that we could see. Is there is there anything the Fed could say, Bob, uh, on Friday, whether it's in the statement, the economic uh, forecast update, or even Powell's comments that would lead uh, that lead the market to magically reverse course and all of a sudden, oh, okay, this well, is I, I'm I'm afraid that if the Fed did say something like that, they would be it would be considered a, for me an untruth because they have to tell the truth about what's happening and and. Um, I, I think, and the, the if you look at the last meeting in July, in late July, uh, mm -hmm. Fed raised interest rates 75 basis points was the second one, and the markets took off because the, it was the assumption that they they thought they heard Powell pivoting <laughs> in in his uh, in his state in the statement right. also in the press conference, and they had but, to come out and say two days later, hey, look, we didn't we didn't pivot anything, we didn't do anything like that. Right. Well, re remember when he spoke at Jackson Hole, he said, I'm going to be unusually clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that kind of took a lot of people by surprise because yeah, yeah, yeah. being a little bit more, um, usually being a little bit evasive and not, uh, you, know, you know, channeling Alan Greenspan, trying to, uh, you know, deceive everybody. But, um, you know, for uh, with chairman back, of the, uh, back in the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, so, the, um, the man who perfected talking with a mumble. <laughs> and 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 clearly um, confusing people every single time he'd step up to the mic. But um, I, I, I think you're right, though. I, um, uh, but as far as putting uh, putting something out there by the Fed that could turn the markets um, around up, upwards, 
I, I don't think it's ready to happen yet. I mean, it's not it's not September 2022. That moment could be June or July of 2023 or possibly later than that. So it's not a moment that I, I, I don't think anybody should be hanging their their their, their hearts and uh, and hopes and dreams on something that, that the Fed's going to say to turn the markets up. They just won't do it. You know, I mean, obviously, there's going to be some some buying coming in. Sure, you know what? Markets get overbought and oversold all the time. We're modestly oversold right now. So, I mean, we, we're going to we're going to dance around and um, this number. But as you mentioned earlier, 3,900 was a, is an important um, level of was an important level of support. Now it's an important level of resistance. That um, if the markets do, do rally up to that level, it could be a, um, a sell the rip uh, type environment. Okay. Okay. What, um, as we kind of look at, you know, the portfolio, you know, last week we, um, we did some trimming, right? We, we exited applied materials. We, we did some prudent profit taking on uh, charge point. And, and when I look at what we bought, you know, Costco, United Rentals, and a couple other names, we're really sticking to that more defensive playbook, right? Domestically focused. So we don't have a lot of dollar exposure, um, pain points, if you will, um, and other areas. But if you had to say to members, particularly new members to AAP, Bob, here's the one name that you, should, you that I think you can buy today. What would that be? Well, I, I really like SIBO, um, the, the Chicago Board of Options. Mm -hmm. we've, we've had that under portfolio for about seven months. And I, I really, I really like what they do, and and the the niche that they have, the um, dominance that they have in the markets uh, worldwide, not just here in the United States. So um, they're making money. If if you're trading options, if you're buying options, if you're selling options, they're making money hand over fist. It's, it's they're almost like a cash machine, um, and they're growing their 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 business uh, worldwide. Um, they do have some competition with the NASDAQ uh, and some others, but it, it's certainly not anything substantial. And, and they're, they're doing all the right things, Chris. And so regardless of what the economy is doing, I think that this is a company that is extremely solid that could, um, that could run the table, um, whether the markets are up or down. Interesting. Interesting. I, I would go with AMN Healthcare. Um, you know, the reason for that, I mean, thematically, I like it, the, the aging of the population. I, I saw my dad. Who was uh, 90? Who is 90? I should say over the weekend was is not. You don't want to refer to someone like that. That's not good. Is 90 years old, um, and even there in upstate New York, you know, they're having a tough time getting people because of the nursing shortage. And that really just, you know, that's an anecdotal data point uh, reinforcing why I like AMN. But look, there you, you could Google nursing shortage, and you're going to see there's shortages all over the country. Um, you know, there's no quick way to fix that. And I think what we have to remember is a lot of people are kind of keyed in on hospitals, but nurses are used elsewhere from doctor's offices to assisted living to memory care units and elsewhere. So there, there's just a, a continued shortage. And I, I suspect the monthly JOLTS report is going to continue to reflect that. I mean, people might be a little nervous about the speed of the economy, but you've got that demographic shift that's going to continue to drive the need for nurses and and doctors and and others in healthcare staffing. So I, I I'm very comfortable with that here around the 105, 106 level, given our price target. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's that's the name that I like. And and then Bob, just as we kind of close out today's conversation, other than the Fed this week, anything else you're watching? And I don't mean how you're going to start, you know, putting up uh, Halloween decorations because it's getting cooler. <laughs> well, we do have another options expiration um, for volatility for the VIX, and that's tomorrow after the close. Uh, so Wednesday. So that, 
morning. The, the October options become uh, October uh, becomes the front month. So we had one last week. It was a big one, but this is another big one as well too. So, um, so we had that options expiration coming up, but in uh, options and volatility expiration coming up after the close tomorrow. Um, we see VIX has been up strong um, most of the day here, and uh, we'll we'll see it jostling around in the next uh, 24 hours until the uh, until the market closes on Tuesday. Um, so that I'm watching that, and then also um, oh, we we do have a. a uh, a little company or with earnings coming out later this week, Costco. <laughs> right. We're watching right. Costco on Thursday. Uh, they come out with their earnings, so uh, um, we'll see what that um, what that brings, and what kind of read they have on uh, on on retail. Uh, I think the last couple of months they they actually did really well for their monthly uh, monthly numbers. Is that right? Mm -hmm. No, that's that, that that's a hundred percent correct. Those, those I love those stats because when we compare contrast against the monthly retail sales report, it, right. there, there, there's little question that Costco is winning uh, wallet share. But to me, and I, I said this on our um, our last members call that um, to me, the number to really watch and the guidance that I'm going to be hanging on is going to be the number of new warehouse locations that really drives the all important high margin uh, membership fee revenue stream that they have. That's 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 the bread and butter differentiator for, for them compared to traditional retail. So we'll be watching that. Um, the only thing I'll, I'll add to that is, yes, we have a bunch of earnings conference. Sorry, but there are other earnings out, a bunch of conferences. So we are going to keep our ear to the ground for any type of negative uh, pre-announcement, um, you know, maybe from a portfolio company, but also from customers, competitors, suppliers. So we can really triangulate on what's going on. Um, and then the last thing uh, toward the end of the week is we're going to get the flash PMI numbers for the month of September. And this will give us the first read of how was September performing uh, for the U.S. in terms of manufacturing services. We'll get an update perhaps on uh, inflation as well as new orders. So that's going to be a big number, a uh, big report to watch. And then we'll be able to compare and contrast that against what the Fed had to say. And that's, that's, go ahead, Bob. And then, well, and then we did, we, we did, we did get a revision from the GDP now last week, last Thursday. <laughs> yes. That went yeah. down from like 1.6 for estimate for the quarter for Q3 to 0 0.5. So, so if that CMI number is negative, is, is poor, Chris. I mean, this could, this could dip it down into zero or possibly even negative territory, right? Yeah, I think that's right. I, I, I you're hundred percent in, in correct in the numbers. I, I think for context, you know, on September one, the Atlanta Fed GDP now number was at two point six percent. So, it, so, so if you think about that, and as we're having this conversation, it's uh, Monday, September nineteenth. You're talking about the revision uh, sometime last week. That means less than two weeks. Less than two weeks. Yeah. So, and 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 we and and the thing is, is that. Um, we have two jobs reports that came out for the for the quarter. We have July and we had August, mm -hmm. and they were both strong. Five hundred thousand in July, three hundred thousand in 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 August. So we we had strong jobs report, yet still uh, the GDP projection came down um, with that. So it just tells you that the 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 weight of the other data is 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 eclipsing the jobs data right now. So that that's why I think when you when you when you hear from a, a company like FedEx. And you hear some other. Uh, we're going to hear some other companies that have the same thing. They're 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 saying, look, we know the jobs market is strong, but it doesn't matter. All this other stuff is important as well too. Mm -hmm. That's helping us. Uh, uh, that that's uh, causing us some uh, some worry in the uh, in our business over the next year or so. 
Well, I, I think the key there is, you know, we've started to hear more companies in the last several weeks talk about slowing demand, cutting back spending. That that tends to shift from hiring to slowing of hiring to hiring freezes to letting people go. And and even, you know, we were talking about this earlier with Morgan Stanley, you know, given the pace of investment banking, you're hearing Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, Bank of America talk about layoffs. You know, that's another reason to be concerned about Morgan Stanley. But but point being is that as we look forward, you know, we'll probably see the number of new jobs being added slow. I I, I dare I won't say that we'll see, you know, a negative jobs number, but I, I would think that we would see that you know, the growth in that really slow in the coming months. And 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 you you brought up a point earlier about the importance of, of this sort of data coming out. And and you you wonder how much these companies are manipulating the timing of the data of the, of the of the of the moves that they make with the election coming up, right? I mean, are they going and, and with holidays coming up? I mean, I remember years ago, Chris, when when there was some uh, drops in um, uh, in 2009 when companies were dropping people like flies. Mm-hmm. How could you do that in front of Christmas, in front of the holidays? How could you do that? You know, these companies were were getting were getting uh, roasted for 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 doing this, for dropping people. Um, how could you do this? I have a family. I have. Um, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. How am I going to be able to buy Christmas gifts for my kids? That sort of thing. So you wonder if there's a little bit of uh, timing manipulation going on here too. There might be. There might be. But re- but remember the strange world that we work in, Bob. No industry loves layoffs more than Wall Street. That's that's true, right? <laughs> bizarre, isn't it? Totally yeah. bizarre. Anyway, anyway. All right, we'll leave it there, Bob. I know we've got a busy week. We'll have a lot of comments out uh, to members. So be uh, by all means checking your alerts and we'll be back here uh, chatting with you next Monday. Thanks, everyone.